Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally as well as how to incorporate fine motor skills and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're finishing up the last few Your Therapy Source tip.com tips, school therapy tips, and we are going to continue with that next season, God willing with even more more therapy tips and even more school therapy tips, God willing. But we have a few left, and then we're going to bring some various topics to finish off this season, and we'll come back for Season 3, God willing, with that, and also discuss OT's role across the continuum, across different settings and the like. Today, with the help of YourTherapySource.com, let's talk about some games to practice drawing and handwriting. Through many episodes in the past, through many ideas and activities and tasks that we've tried to give you, we try to touch upon different ways and games to to do drawing and handwriting and fine motor skills using the three-jaw chalk grasp and the tripod grasp with the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger, but some other ideas with the help of YourTherapySource.com. Some few quick, simple activities to practice drawing, pre-writing strokes, and or letter formation. The first one is squiggle drawing. Draw a squiggly line on a piece of paper, pass it to someone else, let them add to the squiggle line to create a picture. And you keep going around and around and around till you get a nice big picture drawing these different squiggles, drawing these different formations to make a nice big picture in this group type of a thing. Or you could just have a kid trying to make their own type of squiggle. You make a squiggle, they make a squiggle, make it into its own type of a game. The second one is themed squiggle drawing. Draw a squiggle on a piece of paper. Write a theme on the top of the paper, such as a farm animal. Pass the paper to someone else. They have to create a farm animal from the squiggle on the paper. This reminds me of the box game I think we've talked about before, where you make many, many, many dots on a piece of paper, and a kid could do this also. Or you could have graph paper and, and just color in the different dots on the graph paper, and then they have to attach lines taking turns. You make a line, they make a line, and you have to make a box. Whoever has the most boxes, it's called the box game, really wins, and it's a way for them to practice holding the pencil and making the squares, making the lines throughout the paper. And it doesn't have to be just be lines. It could be diamonds or circles or rectangles whatever shape you like, having them practice that using the paper, using the pencil in a game format. You could also do number three, group shape picture. You could pick one shape, such as circles, hang up a large piece of paper on an easel or the wall. Each person should add one circle to the paper, whatever size and color they wish. Add to it each day to create a nice work of art and change the shapes the next time in order for them to have a fun way, again, of practicing the drawing and handwriting, this time through using shape pictures. And it doesn't have to be circles. It could, again, be different types of shapes, 3D shapes, 2D shapes, whatever you like, whatever the skill level and the ability of the child or client and yourself are. Then we could do number four, drawing to music. Turn on different types of music and draw while listening. I remember back when I was in... Field work when I was in mental health, one of the favorite periods, interestingly, of the clients was the art period. And the art period actually was unstructured, and it was purposefully unstructured. The therapist would bring art materials and said, it's time for art. Let's go. Everybody come do the art. 
come and join us around the table. Some people would do some craft work, like making the tiles into like a trivet. Some people would do stained glass pictures. Some people would draw on a piece of paper. And the goal was it was just a group format, a group setting to get all the clients just around, talking to each other, engaging with each other. It wasn't parallel. It was, in a way, it was a parallel activity where everybody was doing their own, but it also was a coordination, a cooperative activity, because people were talking to each other while doing their project, allowed them to open up and talk to one another using art as a form, of course, with all the fine motor skills as well. So when you have the music in the background, a lot of times there was music in the background, a lot of times we switched off with that in karaoke. But when there's music in the background and it's a calm environment and a soothing environment and you have the art materials, it is a way to practice those fine art skills, practice the drawing skills and get kids to engage and get clients, even adults, to involve themselves and be engaged with their peers and those around them. So that's a good way to do that also. And that could be used for different ages and different clientele, not just mental health, not just pediatrics, but across the spectrum and senior centers and group centers and JCCs and YMCAs and the like. You could also do number five simon says draw just like the active game of game of simon says except the leader calls out phrases like simon says draw a circle simon says draw a face draw three lines write the letter a but you have to do it when simon says if you do it when simon doesn't say then you're out and this is really good for a group activity a big group activity and it could be graded up made a little harder if you're dealing with adult clientele or geriatric and the like and it could be graded down made easier if you're dealing with very small pediatric, very young pediatric, but a fun game nonetheless, and the leader is there, really good if you have a big group. If it's just one or two kids, it might end pretty quickly. It might go south pretty fast, especially if one of the two kids are not listening so well or they don't understand it, but definitely good to do with a group of kids and a group of people. So that's the Simon Says Draw. Now number six is follow the leader. Put the easel in front of the room or use a whiteboard. I'm a huge fan of dry erase and chalkboards. We've talked about that before. Choose one student to be a leader. That student draws an object. Each student at their seat follows the leader and draws the same object. Keep going and compare everyone's pictures at the end. And in general, another game I just thought of to do drawing and handwriting is Pictionary. Pictionary itself is a fun game. You draw on the easel, you draw on the chalkboard, you draw on the dry erase board, or you draw on these doodle boards or anything like that. In, and you try to have the student guess what it is, try to get the adult or the therapist to guess what it is. I've done this many times with my online kids that I see across the country at night. And that's a fun thing. And kids love to draw. Technically, really, they're working on the, not even technically, but they're definitely working on the handwriting. They're working on the drawing, holding the writing utensil in the right way. And a lot of kids love to draw and they love to play games. When you combine the two using such a medium as Pictionary and then you involve points, whoever gets it right, I give you five guesses. If you don't get the five guesses, you lose the point. I couldn't figure out what their picture was, so many times I lost because I didn't get the points. And they said, we beat Mr. T. Awesome. We won the game. So that was with the Pictionary. And then you could also do charades with handwriting. So you could have charades and you could write down each time you could write down the topic if it's a movie or the like instead of using the hand motions it could be picture charades you could combine using handwriting with charades and if you want to do the real charades and you could keep track of points or you could keep track of the topics used keep track of the words found and the and the movie titles or whatever guests have one of the people especially kids who need to work on the handwriting have them write the answers or write the topics that were done and make it on an easel make it on a dry erase board make it on a chalkboard or make it on a vertical substance because this vertical 
physical surface, as we've mentioned many times, is much harder for kids to do than when they're sitting and riding because gravity is helping them when they're sitting and riding. When they're standing, it's much harder. So let them do that also. So that was follow the leader when you had the easel in front and let the draw the same object and you compare everyone's pictures at the end. So then you do hat artwork. Put a piece of paper on a clipboard and put several different writing utensils in the middle of a circle. Have the children sit in a circle, turn on music, and pass the clipboard. When the music stops, the person holding the clipboard draws one object, turn the music on again, and repeat until the picture is created. It's like musical chairs, but really musical artwork instead. Hide the drawings as number eight. Put two children near each other, but put up a divider so they cannot see each other's paper. Call out directions such as draw a house, draw a flower in the yard, draw a bird in the sky, or the like at the end compare the pictures and see if they are similar for letters you could call out directions such as write a capital letter a in the right corner write a lowercase b in the bottom left corner so on and so forth and you could keep that game going with different variations number nine complete the picture use a starting image on a piece of paper have the child complete the picture this reminds me of connect the dots or connect the the letters and when you do, um, when you have to fill in the letters or follow the letters, and and you have them to make a picture, and and it's when you have to follow A to Z to make a picture, or when you have to go one to, let's say a hundred to fill in the picture, instead of connecting dots, you're having them follow the letters of the alphabet, following the numbers, but also working on their writing skills as well. And that's complete the pictures and connect the dots are really good. Also connect the lines, connect the letters, connect the numbers, and then hide and go draw. Right, this is played like regular hide and go seek, except the person hiding brings a clipboard along. While hiding, they must draw a picture, or write a word or a phrase. When the seeker finds him or she, him or her, she or he has to guess what was drawn and read the words. Again, these are just different ideas to practice drawing and handwriting. Join us next time as we talk about different activities to use to learn to cut without actually using scissors here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.